Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 202 and we have the wonderful Leanne Marie Webster back on the show today. Hi, this is Leanne Marie Webster and you are listening to the Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy! I'm so super pumped to have another conversation with Leanne today. Leanne Marie Webster is a creator of Email with Heart and she helps entrepreneurs build, grow, nurture their email lists. And a really cool fun fact is that she's actually a runner and a triathlete who recently completed her first full Ironman event. And we are going to talk about this as well, what this has to do with marketing, with sales and how you can be inspired. We are going to talk about the genuine match for saying yes, which is super, super important because you will know who is the right mentor, who is the right coach, who is the right person to work with when you feel their vibe. And this is what we're going to talk about today with Leanne and her experience in her own life. And as well, we're going to go deeper, some other fun stuff. So really enjoy this episode and let's get back to the conversation. Well, I'm so super pumped you are back on the show, Leanne. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be back. I had that was really, really fun in the first part. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I just love your email with heart and we talked about what heart stands for, all the parts, and you shared your amazing email with heart starter kit. Uh, which we will talk about at the end of this episode. So you really get your hands on some juicy, juicy stuff that will support all your email endeavors. Hmm. But what I really want to dive into, because you shared that with me as a fun fact, is that you actually are an Ironman finisher. <laughs> yes, I am. Right? Yes, I am. And that kind of, I think that kind of translates to the email marketing. You know, <laughs> right? consistency, authentic, you know, really going for it. It's, so, <laughs> yeah, what, like what inspired you to do an Ironman? Oh, wow. Well, let's, let's start with just in case somebody doesn't know what an Ironman is, because I know sometimes people um, collapse it into things. So, Ironman is a long form triathlon. It's a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and a 26.2-mile run, full marathon, all in one day. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of an undertaking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's one of those things. Um, sorry if this is a long answer to your question. I'm going to try to make it brief. But <laughs> all good. I really, I really want to know. Um, so I... I'm 51. I, I didn't start running till I was 40. Um, and, it, and that just happened because I signed up for this obstacle course race and my friend was like, you know, by the way, it's an 11 mile course. And I'm like, so whatever, I can walk in between. <laughs> She's like, no, you need to start running. So that, that kind of started my running adventure. And then, you know, I half marathons and marathons. And, and at one point it was like, okay, well, maybe triathlon would be a new challenge. I know how to swim. So I learned how to swim and, um, and then the same thing happened in terms of distance. I did, you know, the sprint distance and then the Olympic distance. And then I signed up for a half Ironman, which is half of all the distances. And what's interesting is when I was just running and not doing triathlons, I remember hearing about Ironman and saying, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Who would even try that? That just is ridiculous. I can't even... Nah, never. And then I started down that whole path. And when I did a half Ironman, um, which I at one point thought was 
impossible. I, re I still remember, and I still get emotional thinking of coming down that finisher shoot for the half Ironman and, and realizing that I, <laughs> gets me, realizing I had just done something that I thought was impossible. Mm. And it really opened my brain to the fact that impossible is by your own definition. And it was like, where else am I telling myself something is impossible? So after doing a half, it was like, you know, you can't stop at a half. You got to do the full. The half seemed impossible. You just did it. And so the crazy part is I, I did it. So it's 2013. I did the half. Then I did the attempted the full. And I didn't finish the first time. Um, they're very strict on uh, time cutoffs. And I missed the bike cutoff. And so they wouldn't let me run. Um, and it was heartbreaking because I had trained, you know, and this was, I, I ne it never occurred to me that I wouldn't finish. Like it literally was not in my brain. So it, which was, which was interesting, right? There are so many parallels to business because, you know, we do these things where we tell ourselves to, to think positive and we say affirmations and we focus on what we want to expand. And when I was going through that training, I was like, I don't even need to know the cutoff time because that's not going to be an issue for me. I'm not going to worry. I'm not even going to put that in my brain. Well, then I start getting close on the race day and, and I'm, and then all of a sudden my brain is like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so it, it really was a, a shock to my system. To not finish. Um, I took a year off and then I came back and I trained harder. And this time I knew what the cutoffs were. And this time I, I focused, differently mentally on what to do um, and this time I, I finished so oh awesome well congratulations what a great story and so relevant for business so thank you for sharing this thank and you you said so many wonderful things in that story which obviously relates to the story but also relates to the rest of life so many so many I, lessons and I'm, I'm actually you learned on swimming after you were 40 right where you said when well, then I learned swimming and I'm like what why would what? you learn that as a child right but obviously there are children that don't learn how to swim as children well and to and to clarify I knew how to not drown like I well, knew how to <laughs> get across the pool but I <laughs> yeah but I didn't know how to do it properly with your head in the water and yeah. Need to do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and you know, it's what you said, like we have the mindset is really holding us back. And I see that over and over in business with these heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs who have a really hard time asking for money, Yeah. asking for the sale. And yeah. you know, I'm saying asking, you can also say like, usually it's just an invitation. Right. You don't need, we don't need to overcomplicate it. Right. 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 Just invite the right people at the right time yeah. so that you can serve them. Absolutely. Absolutely. My business coach has, um, she calls the sales a service. Um, and, and we have this wonderful story about how we connected. And it was really interesting because when I first started working with her um, six years ago, um, and I spoke with her and, um, and I didn't have the money for what she was selling. And instead of you know, she could have said like, okay, like what a lot of us do, you don't have the money. Okay. But, she, but she knew in that moment, like she knew she could help me. She, and she said she never felt stronger before that call with anyone that she knew she could help me. And I knew it too. Like I loved her. I loved what she was offering. And I knew she was the next best step for me. It's just, you know, 
in that moment, I, I literally did not have the cash. And so she sat on the phone with me and we brainstormed how I could make the money and how I could, um, how I could make it happen fast. And so Mm -hmm. we got off the phone and within 48 hours, the money appeared that I needed to go take her course. I've been with her for six years. I mean, it's just, Oh, I love that. And when we talk about that from the sales perspective, like that's it, right? That's the, it wasn't, she wasn't hard selling me. She wasn't, you know, making me feel guilty or using any of those closed tactics. It was, she genuinely knew she could help me. She really wanted to help me. I genuinely knew she could help me. I really wanted to work with her. And so we said, how can we, how can we make this happen? And I'm so glad that we did that because it would have been easy for me to walk away and not have a transformation. And I had a transformation just by having someone kind of stand there with me and then help me work out the logistics of it. Yeah. And that for me is like the hard sells, right? That you really care about the other person, that it's not just, you know, a number. Yes. Coming through and she, your business. And she didn't discount her price and she didn't say, I'll give it to you for free. You know, she didn't do those things that sometimes I've done that before, you know, when I was starting out before I started working with her. <laughs> uh, I really want to help you. And I know you can't really, uh, I'll take that off. And, and that doesn't really serve you and it doesn't really serve the person. Yeah, and it totally so, does not serve the person. I think that's a really, really important learning. Yeah, yeah. Because if you really put all your efforts in and you are, you made the decision, you, it's really, there's no other way than coming up with a solution you have a different shift and um, transformation than if somebody just all of a sudden discounts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great story. So what was the very first thing that you ever sold in your life? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, my very first little entrepreneurial journey was um, when I was in, I have to think about the grade. I feel like it was around fifth grade. Um, and I sold flavored toothpicks to my, (laughs) (laughs) that's a special one. (laughs) (laughs) We used to go into the pharmacy. There used to be these little, um, jar, not jars, little bottles, mini bottles of, of oils, flavored oils that were edible. So peppermint and cinnamon, whatever. And so I would soak toothpicks in there. And then, and I remember I had, I, I don't know. I have sure I threw it away, which is, and, sad, but I remember making a little brochure at one point. They were a penny a piece, but it was like, you know, 10 for a nickel or something like that. And then they were, um, and I had a little brochure of all my different flavors. Um, and I was doing pretty good. And then the school decided that it was not good to have someone selling toothpicks, sharp instruments on the bus. And so, so the man shut me down. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> but I mean, what a story. How creative, right? I was like, I've never heard about flavored toothpicks, but well, I guess you invented them. <laughs> I guess so. I invented them. <laughs> so anybody listening here is an opportunity. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to offer something amazing. <laughs> I, I love that. So how, and how did you feel when you received money? Like, do you remember you, like the first kid you sold a toothpick to? Um, you know, that's interesting. I don't, I don't remember the first one that I sold, but I know that I, I know that it felt good to be generating my own money. I, I grew up very poor. 
Um, and so I learned very early on that if I needed something, wanted something, that I was the one who was going to um, need to provide for that. My family yeah. was not providing. So I think that's, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. I think that's why I cooked up the toothpicks. I don't know that it was the best business model. But <laughs> well, it was, it worked, right? If you, yeah. you wouldn't have sold it on a bus. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is a little bit about location, right? <laughs> well, I was getting bus to school. Like there was, I felt yeah. like there was an opportunity, the captive audience, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's a cool story. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And um, it also shows like if you are creative, if you fulfill a need, right? So obviously there was the need for toothpicks, but you elevated the toothpick by giving right, it. That's right. <laughs> so I, just, I think that's pretty, pretty cool. So is there, is there any advice like that you, would give to someone tuning in that has a little bit of a hard time in their business. Is there anything that when you look back, any advice or experience that you can share today that made a huge difference for you? Yes. Um, I have a lot actually. <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah, no, I, no, no. I mean, if you are not in business for, you know, three months, you probably right. have ton of stories and right and right help you and I think I'm um, I think the biggest one is to the how do I want to say this the best way I, I think there's a sweet spot in um, having a vision for what you want your business to be and for and for moving towards that you need to be in action and moving towards it and being open to what actually is coming and happening and paying attention to that, um, not in the I'm going to get distracted by shiny object kind of way, but more in the who am I being called to be, and is that something I really want to be and step into? Um, and, and I'll give you by way of example, the first iteration of my business, I've been in business for eight and a half years now, and the first iteration was called Busy Girl's Guide to Running. And it was to be a motivational coach for women runners because I started running when I was 40 and I felt there's other professional women out there who don't want to be like a star athlete, but they might want to do this. And so I went out and, you know, I built my website and I went out marketing and people kept coming up to me and saying, wow, yeah, I've been on your website. I love how you enter your name and your email and you get that video series. It was a lead magnet. It's a way to get people on your list. Like we talked about in the first episode, the how, that was how yeah. you execute the how in heart. And so what happened was after a year and no running clients, unfortunately, but I organically had all these business clients of people that I would help set up their email structure, set up their lead magnets and put all this together. And so I was like, all right, I don't care. I'm not attached to helping people with the running. Um, but I am attached to helping people create a business that works for them and helping them be passionate about it and helping them set up a system in a way that makes sense. So I'm totally down with switching what I'm doing and it's now ultimately become my entire focus. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love that. Just being open. I think it's mm -hmm. so important being open for possibilities yeah. and then at the same time, and that makes it maybe a little bit more complicated or difficult not to fall for the shiny objects. Right, 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 right. So because it's going to distract you and, um, you know, I'm definitely not free from the shiny objects, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, up 
time from time to time again. I'm like, oh, I really need this now because I have this vision. And then you right. invest. Um, and then you might not follow through the way you thought because you are not ready yet. Right. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, focus. So tell us a little bit about focus. Like what happens when people actually start to focus? Well, I, I think that's where the magic is, you know, um, because you, in, it's interesting because in many ways, there, you don't have to do a lot of things to have a really successful business. You have to just do a few things really well. And so if you focus on who you're serving, you focus on how you're serving them, and you focus on the activities that help you connect with them, that's it. Like that's the business. And you have a business, right? And yeah. You have a business. And, yeah. and if you instead get, you know, sidetracked in, well, I've got to have the right logo and I've got to have the right website and I've got to have the right lead magnet and I've got to go to this networking meeting and I've got to go try to speak over here and then I've got to have a podcast and I've got to do a telesummit and I've got to get on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. There's no way you can do all of those things wonderfully. But if you can like hold in, to like, what do you love to do? How do you love to show up and get your basics down? Then you can focus on maybe speaking for a while. And then once you get that down, then you can focus on LinkedIn if that's where your audience is. And then you get that down and you can focus on Instagram. Like just, you know, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? So like, yeah, just yeah. Don't try to be everything and all over the place. If you never, the truth is we can't multitask. We think we can multitask. We're really not good at multitasking at all. And you don't yeah. get nearly as much done if you just focus on little chunks along the way. Yeah, I agree. And then when you build your business, obviously you can build a team and a team can support you. In yes, yes, right. yes. Yeah. And actually, if you don't mind, I'll throw a little Ironman uh, uh, parallel in there. I'm, I'm actually working on a new keynote um, where we talk about Ironman and entrepreneurship. So it's cool. great that this has come up. Um, you know, in the triathlon, in, in any like distance triathlon, but especially in that long form Ironman distance, the best thing is to focus on, you can only focus on one aspect of it at a time. When you're swimming, swim, you know, and, and it doesn't, doesn't do you any good when you're swimming to be worried about the bike and the run. When you're biking, no good to worry about what happened in the swim and worry about the run that's coming up. But if you can focus on biking, what it have been eating, whatever, whatever with the biking, that's it. Get to the run, same thing. Um, businesses like that, you know, you can't do all of them at the same time. So focus on what makes the most sense and then let everything else fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. Sports is such a great teacher for business. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so what do you, I mean, obviously pushing your limits and finding out that you can do way more than you ever thought you can. How do you keep your life in harmony? Like when you have a day that's not that great mm. or in your business or in your life, like what, what do you do to get back to your authentic self? Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about because it's all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every day is perfect. <laughs> the, um, uh, the, the short answer is, well, I, I think I have a, a process that I go through. When, when something's off um, or whatever, I, I really, I've learned this over time. Instead of, instead of going like, I'm just going to say some positive affirmations and I'm just going to 
not think about the thing that's making me, you know, feel sad or whatever it is, is bringing me down. Um, I think there's a line around that. And um, so what I do now is I say, all right, what is it? What is bothering me? And I dive in um, to, and, and I've gotten to the point now where I can, I can do this pretty quickly. It's like, all right, well, what's bothering me? Is it, what's bothering me about this? Is it, I don't like the person, that I don't like the situation? Did I just not eat right? Did I not sleep well? Like, what's happening here? And if it's somebody else, which it often is, right? Somebody else sometimes triggers something, and it's like, all right, what, what got triggered? Why am I getting triggered by that? Um, and then I either remedy it, so it's like, all right, how, how can I, that now that I know what it is, how can I move to the other side of it? Um, and that could look like I'm um, doing some self-care, you know, it could look, I've taken naps sometimes, the yeah. bonus of entrepreneurship, like sometimes you just need to go reset for a little bit. It might be that I take a walk. It might be that I go eat a really yummy chocolate chip cookie. Sometimes that's the answer. Sometimes that is the best answer. <laughs> Sometimes it's the best answer. Walk down to the ice cream store, get a scoop, come back. Life is beautiful again. Um, I have friends I can call, um, friends who are coaches, so not just like a girlfriend, but I have, um, I have a number of people who are really, really good coaches, and they are entrepreneurs also, and I call on them. So reaching out for help I think is very important. Because I can say like, can you help me process something or can we work through this? And often getting somebody else's perspective helps me understand what my next best step is. Um, and then I also, I spend a lot of, I, I'm very focused, focused in the morning on setting myself up on the right foot. And that has really helped me have less of those moments or have shorter moments where I feel like things are awry. Yeah. Do you mind sharing your morning routine? Sure. Not at all. Um, I get up and uh, I drink lemon water first thing in the morning, uh, hydrating and for vitamin C. And then I meditate for 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes. I'm on like a 420 something day streak by that, with that, by the way. Wow. Cool. I never was able to meditate before for any length of time. And then all of a sudden someone taught me how to do it in a way that like clicked. So, so then I meditate. Then I do my gratitude journal. I write um, everything I'm grateful for um, that morning. And get really present to that. And then I do uh, Louise Hay power thought cards. And I kind of shuffle the deck and I pull out a thought for the day. Then I go um, exercise. Um, you'll notice, by the way, I have not answered any email. I haven't looked at any of this by this time. Exercise, I come home, shower, make breakfast. Then I read the skim. And then I get into my email. So I don't touch email for usually the first um, I would say two, two and a half, maybe sometimes even three hours that I'm up. Um, so I can get into, so I can take care of myself first and then get myself in the mindset of what's going on, what's important. And then I'll go do that. Cause I find that email just gets me on somebody else's agenda and it ain't never the one that's serving me best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree. Uh, that's, that's a wonderful morning routine. And I think gratitude is so important. So if you are struggling with, sales. Why don't you just tune into gratitude and be grateful for the people that are showing up, that have showed up, that will show up because yeah. they need your very special gift and, yeah. you know, open up that space. So, you know, that energetic field <laughs> so yes. come your way. Yeah. yeah. That's a fantastic um, point. And I, I do that when I'm, if I am having those moments where it's like, or, you know, where 
sales aren't what I want them to be. Or, you know, it's like, all right, let me just take a moment and, and just think about this one client that I have who I love. Why yeah. do I love her? Oh, I love her because she's open and she's coachable and she's funny and she gets what I do and she implements and she's amazing. And we have so much fun on our calls and like tapping into the gratitude around that and tapping into that energy that gets created from her always opens me up to someone else like that coming in and to, um, and to really, and again, being of service, like who do I, why do I love being of service with her? Let me, and then how can I get 10 more of her? And that's yeah. a way more powerful question to ask than how do I, how to, how do I get more clients? Yeah. How do I sell? How do I make more money? <laughs> right. right. It's way more powerful to be like, how do I find another Mary? Yeah. Here's why I love Mary. Where's, where's my next Mary? Like that feels much better to go find. Yeah, totally. And it will shift your energy. And also sometimes, you know, my clients get stuck when they are on that selling journey that they feel like, oh, but I have not sold that before. It's a new package. I, you know, I'm not 100% confident if I will deliver the way I think I have to deliver so that everybody is happy. And what they totally forget is that their ideal clients, they are happy with everything you give them. Totally. Because they don't totally. have your perspective. Yeah. So, you know, don't get stuck in, you know, I might not be able to deliver. Just deliver and get feedback. And then well, if you have to adjust, adjust. Exactly. And know that, I mean, I, I firmly believe that everyone who's listening, you know, everyone who gets drawn into this is the kind of person who would never under-deliver in the sense of would never say, would never be like, yeah, thanks for the cash. You're not going to get what you signed up for. You know, yeah. they would, we're, the people who are drawn into your sphere and your world and are listening are the kind of people who will say, you know what, I am going to, I'm going to do what it takes to deliver. I'm going to make sure that client is happy. If you know that and trust that within yourself, mm -hmm. then it's no worries on the delivery of it. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Exactly. And then when you go into gratitude and you actually think of the people you got to serve, that will kind of uh, reaffirm that feeling yeah. of, wow, I helped them to get this transformation. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to keep in contact with all your amazing people, you obviously need to get them on your email list. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The best way to do that is actually email with heart. Yes. You brought us the starter kit. It's pretty simple to find emailwithheart.com and also it will be in the show notes under the resource tab. So yeah, tell us about the starter kit. Yeah, um, well, I'm very excited about it. It's a, a series of videos that walks you through my whole email with heart philosophy and point of view. And there's some extra goodies in there, um, some infographics and some other things to help you um, actually implement the information that we talk about. And, um, you know, the thing is with your email, um, in fact, I don't even know if I mentioned this on the first one, that, you know, email is important because it lets you stay in touch with all of those people in a way that feels good and the way that you own. Those social media platforms are wonderful, but you don't own them. Yeah. And so they can change your email list you own. And it's a direct connection to your people. And what I've found is, you know, even when I'm not selling, quote unquote, selling anything, I often get clients or get referred to other clients 
or I get speaking engagements, or I get something that happens because of an email, because it prompts people, it gets you right in front of their brain, it gets you to get them to think about what you do and say, oh yeah, I loved working with her. I gotta make sure so-and-so should know her. So it serves a lot of function and keeps you in touch with people that you do not have time to be talking to every single day individually. And so it's way more efficient. Totally, and you deliver something that they can consume at their own pace and in their own time. And, you know, if you do it with heart, then obviously you will send out amazing emails, serving, inspiring, making really great, irresistible offers, yeah. and really helping your tribe to, to grow and transform whatever it is you do and whatever it is they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even just for your repeat clients, I, I got an $8,000 contract the other day because of a client that I've worked with multiple times. And she saw my email and, and said, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to call you. No, 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 And so, and she wasn't even on my radar for someone that I needed to be following up with. So, yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for all the golden nuggets. I just love this conversation. So much fun. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having been on Heart Says Podcast. Thank you. I love what you're up to and I love what you're putting out in the world. And I'm super, super excited to help more and more people sell with heart. So thanks for having me here. Oh, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. I just loved all the inspiration from this episode with like knowing who your right mentor is, like following your heart, going for your dreams. And as we have seen, like Leanne started running when she was 40 and she then completed uh, Ironman, which I think is just amazing of to just amazing to see where you can take your body with your mindset and i feel it's the same in sales you can redefine sales and all of a sudden from being afraid or shy or not confident when making offers when selling to becoming a solid sales rock star going for your dreams making offers with ease grace confidence while asking your price and being true to your values i just love that everything is possible that you set your mind on and you can create a life and business that you just totally love Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab for this episode's show notes, including the wonderful resources and the free gift that Leanne has brought with her email with Heart Starter Kit. And also once you're over there, sign up for the empowerment notes. Join my tribe and receive empowerment right into your inbox and amazing offers and specials that only my tribe gets. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.